Good morning, campers. Heidi, hi. <laughs> Heidi, hi, Lorna. Heidi, hi, Lottie. Um, for those listeners, both of you who are wondering if we've lost our minds, do we? We kind <laughs> of have. We're beta testing openers, and um, Lottie decided that Heidi, hi, morning campers was one. And then we went off on a tangent. Um, thinking about those shows from the 1980s that we really miss and it turns out we're both closet who knew a low low fans i was just pissing by the door oh honey the the glory days of xenophobia oh the 80s what a time to be alive light entertainment Um, and then and then you and then you were then you were serenading me with victoria wood which i've actually just been we we, we couldn't start doing this until now because i had to regain my composure (laughs) can you can you just sing a tiny bit let's do it let's do it uh, it goes anyway. Spoke me on the bottom with a woman's weekly. Let's do it. Let's do it tonight. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm really not in the mood. I can't do it. I can't do it. You put me right off me food. No dramas. Give me me pajamas. The only girl I'm mad about is Judith Chalmers. I can't do it. I can't do it tonight. <laughs> I think you just nailed our jingle. <laughs> We were looking for an ident, but I think we might have to pay PRS on Victoria Woods. I can't do it. Let's do it. So we might. Oh, well, never mind. Put, put, put that in the bin then. Chuck that in the bin. Um, This has been well, we quite... Right. Well, we need to remind people to start with that this is Start the Week with Lorna Notting. Yes. Lorna, who lives in Stratford-upon-Avon, because I went and got it tattooed on my head <laughs> this weekend, Lorna. You can see, can't you? I did, so I never forget it again. Mm. Anyway, this is our place where we get together, share a little lightness and joy on a Monday morning and Mm. chat mostly about culture, communications, change and leadership. Mm. So we do. What are we talking about today? Well, today we want to put, apart from Victoria Wood, we want to put the um, defence and the prosecution. We want to we, we want to put virtual meetings in the dock. Oh, OK. Interesting. I say yeah. that like I didn't know what the topic was. I knew what the topic we was. really <laughs> did know what the topic was. Surprise! <laughs> surprise! Surprise! You can see. <laughs> Another one! Yeah. Yeah, in fact, in fact, no. Philip Black is totally all the memes at the moment. There's so many. Yeah, there's. So- I was about to say that. Why are there so many memes of Philip Black? There's all these Gen Z kids in America who've got no idea who. But they're going. They're using the surprise, surprise at a meme. I t- I'm just so. Anyway, can we pull it back from the tangents? Because this. Yeah, this I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're no, I know. now. Yeah, it's fine. We're 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 misbehaving today, and we we need we need to call this meeting to order, and we order order order, and we we've decided that we want to kind of think about the pros and cons of virtual meetings, and obviously it's something that every single office worker has been having to do over the past three years, Um, and we think you know, and I and I guess the reason that. I wanted to get into this is because I've always had a little bit of a kind of I had a bit of an epiphany during what well, kind of during lockdown and after lockdown and when we we're all doing virtual meetings um, that 
suddenly I found myself and I and and you know being being a woman in business is great but it brings with it certain challenges and I had been to lots and lots and lots of meetings in the past physical meetings um I work some of our clients are quite heavily male dominated sectors um automotive for a start and I'd always noticed how we'd all file into the meeting you'd often defer to the most senior person in the room so physically you'd all kind of have your bodies turned towards that person who would invariably sit at the head of the table there'd be a lot of very strong male voices dominating and you'd struggle to get the airtime we switched to virtual and I was having quite a high level meeting um with the MD his first line and suddenly I found that I was commanding the airspace. I found that people were listening to me um, and I came off the meeting and I was like, why has that just happened? Why did I suddenly feel so much more powerful, so much more confident? And I suddenly realised that actually we'd all just been boiled down to rectangles. No one could see me physically. No one could judge what I was wearing. Um, there I was, just a rectangle, like every single other person in that meeting. Um, and it felt to me like the whole meeting space had been democratised. And I have to say, I was loving it. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Because I don't know that you hear about that angle of the of the positive um uh aspects to 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 virtual remote remote working in that way i mean you you hear it quite a bit about and there's been quite a bit of research into the obvious um democratization and and, um inclusive nature of virtual meetings in that you know you can attend if you're a carer if you um have limited mobility uh if you work in different geographies for example but i think there is something about that the way that space is differently organized and as you said just you are all equal sized squares um there's no little label above it going here's the boss you get a special square right but in the office you get a special you get an actual special square you get the head of the table you get the nice office and all of that stuff says this person's more important it's important so yeah. so we must defer and actually there was a i was looking up a little bit of research into it um over the weekend and actually a harvard business review that backs it up they did an examination um of 360 degree feedback collected from over a thousand female executives who gave them insights into why people felt shut off in physical meetings and they learned that women are often uncomfortable speaking up and are more than twice as likely to be interrupted in group dialogue particularly in industries and organizations that are male dominated Mm. yeah i've experienced that have you experienced that anecdotally i think that is that is true i think um share of voice if you're conscious in a virtual environment can be a lot more democratic it's much easier you have if you've got really good discipline and etiquette from a virtual space it's harder to to talk over people i have noticed though that um you know if one person takes the floor virtually some of those those cues that you have in a real meeting room where you've got you please be quiet everyone needs to move on they're much harder it's easier to dominate once you've taken the floor virtually um if somebody's going to do that so you do need to facilitate it really well but i do think that what you're saying has got some real legs in terms of um kind of it puts us all in on a level playing field 
I would say, though, we've all been in those meetings, haven't we, where you've got one person who's just clearly not paying attention, maybe somebody whose camera's gone off, someone whose camera comes on and off. So you know that when it's off, they're doing something that's not really related to the meeting at all. Like in, in what? physical environment would that be okay for you to be in the meeting and then like i don't know pull a screen down and start filing your nails or feeding the dog what is going on with that yeah it's really interesting isn't it you know there's this whole kind of idea of behaviors needing to be like way more intentional when you're in virtual meeting space and that and that actually takes a lot of time and a lot of effort um Mm. and really interesting like subtle nuances um in the way that physical virtual meetings, I mean, can happen. Um, if you're running, and obviously kind of one of the real advantages is you can get people from different time zones together, right? Really, really easy. You can get people from all across the world in one space, but actually they're all in different places in their day, right? Mm-hmm. And actually that can really impact their energy levels. Some of them will have just had their breakfast. Yeah. Some of them will be in that mid-afternoon lull. And I've definitely noticed it when we've been running sessions from delegates from different time zones that mm-hmm. actually that I can really notice the difference in their energy levels and how much of themselves they're bringing to that meeting just depending on what kind of day they're attending so often you find that people aren't really all in the in the same place at the same moment no they're not I think um I think we just we're almost desensitized i think to virtual meetings and you hear about these organizations i.e most of them where people just do back to back to back teams meetings right it's just exhausting teams meeting after teams meeting and you do think surely all of those can't be required we would never have done this before what what's gone on what's changed but i think because we're so desensitized to it we almost forget that there are some basic and good common sense rules of etiquette in in when you're working in in that virtual way and one of the first like little light bulb moments that I had and maybe this is coming from my um my background in the performing arts is it's like the difference between television and live theater right Mm. so television is a really intimate medium but you see everything and what you choose to put in that frame has to be deliberate and intentional so the positioning of your camera where you're looking and I think um we it's really easy to forget that your camera is a little green dot if you're using a, a mac in the middle of your your screen but where you very often look is the bottom corner or whoever's talking mm. so you're making eye contact um some people actually forget about this altogether and don't make any eye contact i think just being really intentional and actually that's the word that one of our delegates used recently was being really intentional with with my meeting behaviors virtually we forget how to do it because and here's some other really interesting feedback um from research is it's now it's proven that actually it is more exhausting it's more tiring to spend time um in virtual meetings um it can be really exhausting particularly i thought this was interesting if you are already um feeling disengaged so if you're in if you're highly engaged and you're in a virtual meeting it's um you can find it easier to concentrate than if you are a bit less engaged or a bit exhausted and then it's just so draining and that comes across because you're in this really um you know exposed it feels like you're less exposed but actually i think you're more exposed in a on screen than you would be in a meeting of 10 12 people 
Yeah, potentially. I mean, one one thing. I mean, because I'm I'm a real advocate for it. Actually, when when they're run properly and when they're intentional and when there's clear expectations in place, I think they're amazing. And one of the, again, one of the kind of things personally that I've noticed um, since a lot of my meetings are now virtual with clients is before you'd have meetings with clients that you might have, I don't know, you know, once every month, once every couple of months. And in those intervening times, we'd just be death by email, right? No one who picks up the phone anymore, like literally no one picks up the phone. And well, well done you. Well done you. Have a gold star. You are excellent. No one picks up the phone, but I like to call. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they can see it's you Lorna they think you're going to hit them on the bottom with a woman's weekly and so they're running they're running scared um no so what no but what I found is because it's so much easier just to be able to hook into a team school with a client I found that my relationships with my clients have deepened so significantly because when you say in an email how are you you don't give a shit you just how are you yeah I'm fine how are you let's get on to business what I found when I can actually see my clients faces is you go how are you and they go do you know what actually I've had a real shocker and I'm actually not brilliant at the moment. And I'm like, do you know what? Actually, it's been quite tough for me recently, too. And as the months have gone on, as the years have gone on, I've got this deeper level of respect, understanding, empathy with my clients. And I know it's because we no longer rely on email for everything and we're able to deepen our relationship by actually seeing each other's faces. And I love that. So are they clients that you physically had known in person before we all switched to? It's a hybrid because I've got a theory here. Okay, so it's actually it's a combination of the two, but but certainly some of them I'd only ever met virtually, and that's how our relationship is being conducted until the glorious moment where we actually got to set eyes on each other for real and see that you have we've got legs, got legs, yeah. Um, so. I do agree with that. And certainly you and I would not have the working relationship that we have if we hadn't put this Monday morning start the week teams call into our diaries, which has now been foisted upon the universe as a, as a podcast. And But it's the reason that we we definitely get energy from and build a connection from, from this. Mm. And we couldn't do it any other way. It's not like we live next door to each other and I could just pop around for a cuppa. And I... Working as a coach, I think I found this really interesting. I um, have got to a point now where I sort of insist on maybe every third or fourth session if we're working online is in person. And the reason for that is that there are modalities of working with somebody one on one as a coach in that very intimate space that just can't be used in the same way if you're not physically in the same space with someone. So um, I'm a big believer in your physical and physiological energy and states are going to impact upon your um your mental and emotional state and therefore if if part of coaching is shifting that and helping you shift your thinking or how you're feeling actually if you've been sitting on your bum all day and you're then working with me I want you to feel different so I will very often say to a client I'm going to come to your office and we're going to go for a walk and I've done coaching sessions you know walking the length and breadth and breadth of the Thames for example and I do think that certainly with my international clients who travel a lot keeping that regular connection checking in with them oh where are you today Rio de Janeiro you know that's that's lovely but I still need that anchor 
of physical meeting. Yeah. And I think it's down to the rules. There's some recent research, isn't there? Some in, in, interesting research from Stanford that says that um, you are actually proven to be less creative online than you are in person. They did some um, studies into uh, a variety of different um, online and and face-to-face meetings and they've said that in-person teams generated something like 17% more ideas than remote teams working on the same problem. And one of the reasons they've identified for this, which comes back to my difference between theatre and television, sort of the, 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 the impact of the medium on the person, is that when people narrow their field of vision in a screen, their thinking becomes narrower as well blew my mind that little that's statement. fascinating and do you know what we've seen that played out so you and i have used the virtual meeting space for relationship building for status meetings those kinds of things but when we get together for our collaborative days mm-hmm. when we're physically together yeah. our ideas are flourishing aren't they do you yeah. notice that i mean it's really that that research absolutely bears out the experience that you and i have we've done all our best thinking when we've just been sat in the same space as each other yeah and i completely believe that so going back to in our last podcast the the lady that i called nancy klein when she's being posh nancy klein going back to nancy klein who i love she um has 10 components of a great thinking environment and one of the key components is place it's her being in a place that says that you matter that speaks to the kind of thinking that you want to do so it's comfortable it feels creative and i think inevitably when you're intentionally with somebody and some of those other elements by the way our attention so much easier to pay attention to somebody when you're physically with them and they're not that easy these days with things like smartphones but we were meeting in a place we've been meeting in a place where actually it's frowned upon to have your phone out and it's really nice to not have that distraction isn't it yeah so i think that um you know the being really intentional and thinking about how do you make some of these things that matter for human interaction, whether you're virtual or in person, how do you make that work for the type of way that you're meeting? So if it's virtual and attention is the thing that you need to give, that is going to be more draining. It's going to be more draining, but putting that focus into really trying to get eye contact as um, as often as you can, certainly making sure you're paying attention to the screen, that you're not kind of, you know, looking around like frustrated. How many meetings have you been in where, like, first of all, they've got their laptop so low it looks like you're looking up their nose? And second of all, gentlemen, I'm talking to you, women never do that. Women never position their laptop so you're looking up their nose, and men seem to do it all the time. Put your laptop on a riser, folks. Um, But also, you know, just being distracted or looking at your phone, people know, they know. And because you're on this tiny little television like screen, the difference between film and TV and and theatre is that the littlest nuance in your expression says a billion, billion things. So if you give a little smirk or a little tightening of your lips, or a little shaking. It's so... It's so, it's so true, actually, because the big difference, of course, is that when you're sat around a meeting table, you're not face-to-face with every single person. But when you're doing virtual, you literally can see the expression on every single person's face. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's really, and you know, I think the other thing you need to do when you're doing virtual meetings, I think you need to organise your meeting with so much care. 
it, yes. for example, don't make it more than an hour or two because you know that it's exhausting. Make sure you're very, very clear of your expectations at the front of the meeting. What What's the protocol? What are the behaviours that you're expecting? And especially if you're facilitating, don't be afraid to actually call people up on their negative behaviours in obviously in a kind and compassionate way. But to yeah. say, actually, you know, I think you probably you're not paying enough attention um, and maybe you need to come what do you need you know what what do you need yeah. in order to be able to carry on having this meeting yeah. um, you know and basic things like are you is it are you using the chat functionality do you need to put your virtual hand up are you going to speak making sure that you're truly democratizing that space as well and making sure that everyone's got the opportunity to have the, their voice heard so it's 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 harder but obviously it's easier because you can call meetings at a, a, a moment's notice much easier to get lots of different voices into the room if you manage it properly but i think the word intentional is the key word that sticks out for me in all of this intentional with your behaviors intentional with your objectives at the beginning of the intentional with the outcomes don't make it go on too long make sure everyone's got what they need in that physical in that space in their own physical space to feel comfortable having that meeting um, and don't use it really if you're trying to idea generate I mean actually saying that though there are quite a lot of really smart tools that you can use for idea generation um, online but just be cognizant of the fact can I say something contentious about the really smart tools Do I flipping hate them Fair enough. I hate smart tools. I can't bear. I can't bear Miro and all of the whiteboarding malarkey. And I'm sure if you are, you know, I don't know, work in tech and you're in an agile team, like you're using Miro and Monday, day in day out, Asana, pull it up, bish bash bosh. People, I I know people who love them. I can't bear them. I will literally stick something on a virtual whiteboard, never to be seen again. I'd much rather use a breakout room. I'd much rather use um, a way of getting people to actually interact with each other in in the virtual. In the oh, virtual. actually, share share that idea of um, the, the the object. Just share that object idea because I think that's a really lovely practical way that you can put a little bit of um, energy, creativity and fun and break down some boundaries and barriers before you actually start a virtual meeting, especially if it's one which involves creativity. Yeah, well, I spent quite a bit of lockdown trying to move my passion for um, performing arts and um, kind of off offline, online and trying to work out how that works. And I learned quite a bit. I did a um, an acting uh, course um over it might not even have been lockdown it might have been just after lockdown and one of the opening exercises that they had in this acting course to get people working together was to find a random object very quickly within 10 seconds that said something about you how you were feeling maybe whatever the random object was like here's my lip balm and then to interact with the person um in in the meeting with you 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 pass the object up down or sideways through your box like up up in my team's box or down in my team's box and you say the name of the person you're passing it to and they if you've just passed your object down they reach up grab the object and then it's their object and they say this is what they're going to do now that increases your attention and focus on your colleagues it gets you to do some creative thinking it gets you energized because you're running around the room it's a bit amusing and you're connecting with each other that sort of thing was a bit of a light bulb moment for me the other thing that i noticed that um we often do in these kind of creative acting workshops or performing arts workshops is we get up and move around as long as you're still in the field of vision you can use your room whereas we seem to think that we're sort of glued to our chair Glued, yeah and we're not 
we're not at all so lots of things you can do to liven up the virtual meeting space but i would say if you need to build some kind of connection if you need to be creative in some way if you're going to have a challenging or courageous conversation probably unless you cannot physically do it being in person for me it's you can't beat it you can't beat it Okay, good. So there, there we go. The case for the defence and the prosecution for virtual meetings. The prosecution rests. <laughs> Your Honour. Yeah. Well, no, that's, I think I think there's some there's some really interesting things in that. Um, and yeah, I know. And I think the, the realization is that we're still we're still all finding our way with it all. You know, it's it's a bit like the whole debate about hybrid working. We're still all finding our way. Um, but I think, like I said, I think that the the word intentional is probably the most important word to come out of today when it comes to approaching the virtual meeting yeah and one thing you could just do with people's permission of course is next time you're in a meeting record it play it back and don't listen to the content look at what's going on look at yourself look at other people how are you coming across we know how do you look on camera we don't like this but we used to do this in old-fashioned media training is get people to film themselves and then be played back get a colleague's permission to film yourself in a meeting you'd be surprised at the stuff that you do that you don't even know you're doing interesting on that note shall we stop recording yes shall we thank you very much for your lovely words and my my victoria wood butchering it was amazing (laughs) i will see you next week okay bye bye